And here we are. We have reached the day, the beginning of the 2022 NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. I'm TJ Reeves, and we're in on college basketball coast-to-coast and ready to go. Straight ahead, we've got special guest Mark Wise from the ESPN family of networks and the SEC Network. Mark working a couple of conference tournament championship wins by Georgia State. And by Akron, how will those two teams do once they plug in now to the NCAA tournament? Georgia State to play Gonzaga coming up on Thursday night. Meanwhile, Akron battling UCLA as the MAC champions. Mark has insight on both of those teams. I'm anxious to talk with him about the SEC teams, how they did, et cetera, et cetera. Mark is straight ahead in our preview show. Also in our preview show, as it stays relevant for Thursday and Friday, Kevin Rogers, a Vegas insider, a great college basketball uh, insider analyst and especially from the Vegas point of view I want him to go over a couple of games that he really likes one Thursday and one Friday and also if it's not Gonzaga give me another final four team a team to look ahead to so Kevin Rogers with me a little later in the show again however you found us through a social media link whether you found us uh, as well on TuneIn we've got the college basketball coast to coast channel on TuneIn this show streaming at the top and bottom of every hour make sure that you follow subscribe to the podcast Apple Podcast, Spotify Google Podcasts, find us on podcast form, find us on the TuneIn channel all the way through the NCAA tournament, all the way through the live Final Four in New Orleans on college basketball coast to coast. Let's get into it right now. Conversation number one, a preview of the games for Thursday, for Friday and more. Let's go. It has been far too long in the month of March. I don't know that I have interviewed the coach, my wingman, the guy that has been with me over and over again on Sirius XM Radio, Fox Sports Radio, tune in all wow. for years. Wow. We have had several incarnations, Mark Wise, to be together. But here we sit as we get ready to launch the 2022 tournament. And I think this is the first time we've talked on the record this month. That's how crazy right. this has been. It has not been the same without you. I bow to you. How have you been? <laughs> that's that's very kind of you. And you'll notice that, uh, yes, I do have on my St. Patty's Day green. <laughs> I'm going to give you a pass today yeah, because you're wearing the big M and you should be. Yeah, Memphis blue because I'm not Irish and I did go to Memphis. And as I joked with you, the Tigers have not been in the tournament since my 13-year-old twins were in kindergarten. So I am going to put the Memphis blue on today to see what Penny Hardaway and company can do. And again, if you're listening to us as Thursday becomes Friday, you already know if my Memphis uh, situation was a disaster or not in that matchup with Boise State. So, Coach, let's just dive uh, right in. I am most curious about a couple of games that you worked as Mark does great work for the ESPN family of networks, the SEC network, but he also worked championship week as well. The second right. game up in Portland after Memphis gets done beating Boise State is Gonzaga taking on Georgia State, the one seed against the 16. And lo and behold, Mark Wise worked the Sunbelt Conference championship game with Georgia State victorious. I don't think Many outside of the Georgia uh, State alumni, their friends, the family of the players believes they have much of a chance to win the game. But tell me more about Georgia State and can they hang in? What do we think? Well, TJ, Rob Lanier's team was kind of, um, they had high expectations because they, they had a lot of bodies returning. Um, they had all kinds of major COVID problems, especially coming back from Christmas. 
And then after losing a game, uh, they got stuck, on, um, not stuck, the, the bus broke down after a road trip, after a bad loss that put them at 0-4 in the league. And so um, let's just say that a friend of a friend of a friend got in touch with a high school coach in Tuscaloosa because they were on their way back to Atlanta. And he um, procured a school bus and went and picked them up Wow. In the middle of the night and got them to a hotel. They spent the night in Tuscaloosa. Rob Lanier will tell you it gave him an opportunity to refocus, recalibrate. It gave him an opportunity to clarify how he wanted to move forward with this team. And they haven't really um, um, been the same team since. They, they've been much more focused. They've, they've executed much better. Now, that being said, where do all great upsets, where's the genesis of all great upsets start? It starts at the three-point line. This is a team that really shot the ball poorly all season long from deep. So the good news is that they found their stroke in Pensacola, especially in the semifinals and the finals. That's the reason why they're in this game. But do I think they can beat Gonzaga? What percent chance would I give them? One. One, that's it. Mm. Uh, the Zags are too good, too big, too deep, too offensively minded. Still, they're in the tournament, and, and they have been a tremendous team in the Sun Belt. We have worked the games as a program with Ron Hunter over and over again. Uh, and as you mentioned, Rob Lanier now continues that, getting them back in the NCAA tournament. So that one is coming up on Thursday. Again, another team you worked was the MAC champion Akron from last Saturday night in Cleveland as they defeated, it was a wild scenario, obviously, with Kent State having played so well, and then they had player suspensions right before the game because of uh, online videos, inappropriate behavior, right. so it distracted them. Don't take away from Akron. Akron right. won the game. Well, now we fast forward, and Akron is playing UCLA on Thursday night. That's the final game on the floor in Portland in the same um, in the same pod, however, UCLA is in a different bracket. They're in the East bracket as the four seed. Tell me more about Akron. We all know about UCLA. Tell me more about Akron. Can they hang in? Yeah, there are two things about John Gross's team. One is they play really good defense. Um, uh, they're, they're, they're sound in terms of putting ball pressure on the ball, but heavy in gaps can close out quickly on the arc. The other thing about his team is they play, and I'm being kind here, they play at a snail's pace. <laughs> the average number of possessions in a game is 70. In the semifinal win in that tournament in the MAC in Cleveland, they played a 60-possession game. They played another 60-possession game in the finals against Kent State. So they're going to control tempo right now. I'm, I'm going to tell you now, UCLA is not going to score more than – at best, 75 points. It's not going to happen. But Akron doesn't have the size. And so when you're talking about what UCLA is going to bring to the table in terms of uh, uh, all the pieces that they have returning from last year's miraculous run, they'll get past Akron. Cody Riley, big guy underneath. And UCLA can play grind it out, too, with Mick Cronin, right. as we know. But they've got weapons. Juzang, 
uh, Jaquez, the guys that are all back from last year. So we'll see how that goes tonight. I love the insight of Mark Wise. Again, from the ESPN Family and Networks, follow him at MW Hoops. He's a great follow all the way through March. I love having him aboard on college basketball coast to coast to help me break all of this down. And again, I fully understand as you're listening, this show also rolling on on the TuneIn channel podcast form into Friday. You already know the results of Thursday and what may or may not happen on Thursday. We're in the preview mode uh, right now. All right, so let's go to Friday while we're in kind of the the upset mindset. Everybody is pointing to a couple of games. Chattanooga out of the SoCon to maybe upset Illinois. And in that same pod, in that same area, uh, is a UAB matchup with Houston that right. I, and I just saw UAB in the Conference USA title game defeat Louisiana Tech. So maybe I've got recency bias on them. I know Houston's good, but UAB as a 12 seed and a 12 always seems to beat a five or a couple of them in this tournament. Everybody's looking at both of those games in the South bracket of Chattanooga as a 13 and UAB as a 12. And what kind of chances do they have in those two matchups that are coming in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? Mark Wise, gauge it for me. Well, I'm in agreement with most everybody. As a matter of fact, um, I, I like Chattanooga a lot. I like UAB a lot. I don't necessarily like their matchups because of Kofi Coburn, because of the way Houston plays. However, at the end of the, of the day, the 13-4 matchup has almost become the new 5-12. So uh, I'm going to take Chattanooga and Malachi mm. Smith. I'm going to, how can you not take a guy, a team who has a player named jelly? I mean, come <laughs> on, you, you gotta be serious here. So I'm going to take in my pod of mystery, I'm going to take both UAB and Chattanooga to come out here, but I get what I'm saying because uh, if you, if you haven't played against anybody close to the physicality of Houston, you're in for a rude awakening. Oh, there's no doubt, but UAB's got guard depth. They've got a big man, Jemison, at seven feet, that if he plays with some toughness and rebounding can be a factor, and that would be and, a bracket buster. That yeah. would be a 12 and a 13 for somebody getting into the Sweet 16 if it happens. And speaking of big guy, remember that Chattanooga has D'Souza from Kansas, mm -hmm. so they can match up a little bit with Coburn. Uh, and Illinois erratic. Illinois will erratic, play great yes. one game, inconsistent, then play badly the next game. They were rolling along in the same game against Indiana and then fell apart. So right. I don't know that you can trust them game to game here. Maybe it will be all right. Again, Mark worked the SEC for much of the season, certainly the conference season on the SEC network. You and Roy Philpott did a great job. So Tennessee emerges from the SEC tournament. Please Please weigh in. Everybody else has been weighing in. Right. There is no justification for Tennessee to be down on the three seed line with the wins they had at the end of the year and winning the SEC tournament. They're in front. They're behind Duke. Duke is in front of them when their metrics are better than Duke. We, we now know there's proof. There it right. is again. It's the name on the front of the jersey and Coach K as to why Duke got the two seed uh, in, in, the, uh, in the West bracket in front of Tennessee. But say more about Tennessee and the job they did at the end of the year and winning the SEC tournament, Mark. Well, if you want to make a deep run into the NCAA tournament, I'm going to answer your question this way. You must have these ingredients. And what, what do I define as a deep run? That, that's the elite eight or better. That, that defines a deep run. You must have pro talent. So if you're listening to this and, you, and you're a fan of a certain team, so start checking off the boxes. If you don't have these boxes, you're not making a deep run, period. 
You must have NBA talent. You must be in the top 40 of Ken Palm's offensive and defensive efficiency. That's proven over time. You must have good guard play. You must have a three-point presence. Everybody forgets that Baylor, as good as they were defensively, made double-figure threes in both games in the semis and finals last year. Virginia, the exact same way three years ago. And then lastly, you must have rim protection. So when you look at Tennessee, think about the NBA talent. They've got Kennedy Chandler. They check off the Ken Palm box. Uh, they've had great guard play, great, especially with two freshmen, Ziegler and Chandler. And then you throw um, uh, Vescovy into the mix. And, and they've got all kinds of firepower. But the difference maker for them in the last month is the way Josiah Jordan James has played. Uh, he was my most improved player from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. They've got rim protection with all those big bodies. They're not necessarily great scorers, but they can throw a lot of big bodies at you. And so they check a lot of the boxes. Let's go through the other teams in the SEC with the same. The thing that bothers me about Kentucky is their three-point presence. I've got them coming to the Final Four. The mm. reason they've been able to overcome their lack of three-point shooting, they don't take a lot of threes. And if Grady isn't making threes, they don't make a lot of threes. They have overcome that because of Oscar. I mean, his numbers are just stupid in terms of what he's putting up. Uh, can they do that in the NCAA tournament? We'll find out. Uh, Arkansas checks off a lot of boxes as well. They didn't shoot the ball particularly well in earlier in the year. They're shooting it better now. Same thing. That's a concern, their three-point presence. And then lastly, Auburn. And this is where the guard play question mark comes into play. Those guards in terms of Green and Johnson, Jasper, they can give Bruce Pearl 20 points on a given night. They can make big plays at big moments, but they can also just go haywire with their yeah, decision-making, yeah. their shot selection. So if you're asking me, those top four teams in the SEC, the team I trust the least right now is Auburn. Interesting. Um, I was just looking here. You're a Kentucky guy. And, I, and by the way, Mark's been preaching those things successfully from the pulpit for over a decade with me. <laughs> the only one you left out in your equation is health. So like Arizona has an injury. Well, health and guard. luck. Yeah, yes. health and luck. But health, Arizona has an injury at point guard. I mean, you got to look at some of these teams right. that have uh, have injury situations and concerns. And that's got to be another factor. Are you fully healthy or as healthy as you can be to make it? Yeah, deep Baylor run? in that same boat with injury situations. Good, good to know that, that once again here in 2022, I've been listening all these years to you on all the things <laughs> that you've been preaching uh, with this. Hey, back to the you're a Kentucky guy. Kentucky's never played Murray State. Most likely on Saturday, I believe Murray State gets by San Francisco. Kentucky will obviously beat St. Peter's and probably decisively. What about that juicy matchup that we think we're going to get? Again, if you're listening to us and you know about an upset, Mark and I don't know that as we go into play Thursday and Friday. But we think we're getting right. Kentucky-Murray State. Quick comment from you on that one. Well, I like a lot of things about this Murray State team. I had them earlier in the year. I actually had one of their two losses. They played at Auburn. Uh, Brown, Williams, uh, the point guard uh, play that they've gotten, I mean, they're really, really good. They cannot match up with Kentucky's size. I mean, it, you and I have seen this time after time after time. The mid-majors can play with the big guys, but eventually that size wears them down. That's what will happen here. So this is a this is Indianapolis, kind of a home away from home for Kentucky. They're obviously going to have 8,000, 10,000 people in that arena. So maybe it's electric for them. You're, I know you're giving me thumbs up that it'll be even more than that. Yes, uh, probably, it will be. <laughs> probably, and it, will, it was in Tampa, too. Although, 
point taken here. Say what you will about the matchup. They they had 15,000, 17,000 in Tampa, and it didn't matter. Tennessee completely outplayed them. Shebway will probably have a big game against Murray State, but Murray spreads you out, shoots yep. the threes. We see these upsets all the time. They beat my Memphis Tigers. They've won 20 games in a row. And they've done You're still the mad about that. You're hey, still upset. All, all I know is when Memphis lost that game in December, everybody went, what is wrong with Memphis? How can that happen? And you look as the season plays out, and it doesn't look like that bad of a loss loss anymore right. with how right. good Murray's been and uh, we'll see we'll see about that matchup all right anything else stand out here before you go um, I think we all believe I've got Gonzaga in my bracket you likely do too if it's somebody other than them Mark Wise at the end of this before it ever begins give me another name that it that it could be if not likely would be if it's not Gonzaga for a national here, champion yeah TJ here's the problem I had with my bracket I've got Gonzaga I've got Kentucky bottom left. I really had a hard time with Arizona and Tennessee. Will they be healthy by the time they get to Tennessee? Tennessee? And then in the bottom right, I don't like anybody. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I had a hard time even just putting teams moving forward. Um, I've got USC playing Iowa in the regional finals. Wow. I don't know why. Wow. Okay. I like the way Iowa is a different team than what they've been in the past they actually defend so i'm going to go with the hot hand of iowa to make it to the final four man and and you could make the argument kansas is the one auburn is the two um wisconsin is the three now that we're talking about the midwest uh providence is the four you could make the argument for all four of those teams being in the regional final or the final four and you can make the argument that none of them make the sweet 16 yes that's how right that's how wide open that midwest is yes yes so we'll see how that uh, see how that ends up. I still like Villanova coming out of that South bracket. We'll see with Tennessee uh, again. Can the Vols make a deep run into the Elite Eight? If not, the Final Four. We will find out if that's the case. Again, I love this man's insight. Thank you so much for the time. I will bother you again down the road here. Are we ready to throw the ball up for sixteen yes. games Thursday, sixteen yes. more Friday, Coach Mark Wise? I, I'm going. I'm going to a local establishment at twelve today, <laughs> and I may not leave until midnight tonight, or maybe midnight Friday night. He may just have uh, linens and a pillow brought there. Uh, Mark Wise, thank you. I always love the inside. Happy March. Thanks, TJ. And there we go. Love Mark's inside always again, especially with those teams that he worked at the conference tournaments uh, that he had. And we'll see what happens with the SEC teams as well. Kevin Rogers straight ahead from Vegas Insider in a moment. A reminder, we are brought to you in part by Ticket Smarter. If you're looking to go to any of the games this weekend from Pittsburgh to San Diego, from Indianapolis to Portland, from Fort Worth to Buffalo, wherever you're looking to go. And what did I leave out? Like Milwaukee and Greenville, South Carolina, Ticket smarter for your tickets. You've got a great promo code offer from us. Save $10 off every purchase on their secondary market of tickets with Ticket Smarter. Our promo code is COAST22. Take 10 bucks off every time you use it. They have thousands and thousands and thousands of events, games, etc. on Ticket Smarter. Hone in on the 2022 tournament with Ticket Smarter and with our promo code COAST22. Get into all those best matchups, especially as we head to Saturday and Sunday. And the tickets are going to be at a premium. Take the 10 bucks off. Our promo code is COAST22. Think smarter. Ticket smarter. Promo code COAST22. Rolling along on college basketball coast to coast. Love the insight of this man. 
Uh, it's been far too long. It's the month of March. It's just like I was saying earlier with Mark Wise. I know it's our time of the year when I get a chance to talk with Kevin Rogers of Vegas Insider, who is uh, always setting me straight on what to do with the lines, etc. It's our time. The onslaught about to begin. 32 games Thursday and Friday. Kevin, good to be with you. Good to see you again, TJ. And uh, yeah, lot to digest from all these games, trying to find the upsets, trying to not fall in the landmines. All we're trying to do is pick winners. That's it. Day to day. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to make it easy on you. We got 16 games Thursday, 16 games Friday, depending on when they're hearing us. Just give me one. Give me one Thursday that stands out and you say out of the 16, I like this one the best, a favorite, an underdog, whatever it is. I'm going to take the points on Thursday with Marquette against North Carolina for a couple of reasons. One, Marquette did struggle down the stretch. I believe it was one in seven against the spread in their final eight, but six of those losses came in the favorite role. Shaka Smart was really good as an underdog. Six and one against the spread the last seven, but also I want to give you this number, TJ. You're going to like this. So first season at Marquette, wasn't great at Texas. They were 0-3 in the tournament. They had a buzzer-beating loss on a half-court shot against Northern Iowa. They got upset by Abilene Christian, and they had a big lead against Nevada and lost a few years ago. When he was at VCU, 8-2 and against the spreads and underdog. He was 0-3 at Texas, all as a favorite. You're getting with some points here. Hubert Davis, first time as a head coach in the tournament. Carolina's up and down. They beat Duke at the end. They beat Virginia in the ACC tournament. Got blown up by Virginia Tech. I think Marquette cashes against North Carolina on Thursday. Very interesting. I love this when I just say, give me a game. And he goes right in on that game in Fort Worth, Texas, coming Thursday afternoon. Again, you may be listening later on Thursday. You may hear us on Friday and go, man, that guy was really smart. Or he or, or Carolina wins by 15. What is this guy talking about? It's just all part of what it's we not, do. And then it's not a smart pick, I guess, right? Yeah, but, I mean, we got to make predictions. You got to put yourself out there. We're trying that. Uh, we're doing that. All right, so a Friday game. On the slate of 16 games, look over Friday, and the same thing. You gravitated to one. Which one did you gravitate to right away that you liked? Can be a favorite, can be an underdog, whatever it is. Even though I'm not a huge fan of theirs, I just think the situation falls for Iowa State against LSU. With the coaching change, LSU was all over the place, I felt like, during SEC play. They had some good wins, bad losses. Iowa State really peaked during uh, non-conference play. They picked up some good wins. They beat Iowa. They beat Memphis. But uh, sorry about that. But uh, they ended up, uh, look, you're playing the Big 12, Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech, even Texas. Those are strong programs, and they struggled against them. I think against LSU, I think they get a state of execution and maybe grab one just because LSU situation is so ugly right now. All right, so also in that same bracket, in that Midwest bracket, is the Miami Hurricanes, Miami playing USC. And a lot of people, I've seen this, and you're based in South Florida with Vegas Insider. You've done work, full disclosure, in and around the Miami Hurricanes program and radio network. A lot of people have them in the Sweet 16 to not only beat USC, but to knock off Auburn in a 10-2 matchup uh, as well. What, what kind of chances do you give Jim Laranega's team? They don't have a lot of great post-size uh, rebounding and defense, but they have some guards. Size up Miami and their chances here? It's an interesting matchup because, obviously, they don't see West Coast teams. They don't see a team like USC, who you know is well-coached by Andy Enfield, who was at Florida Gulf Coast and took them to the Sweet 16 years ago before going to USC. USC, you know, TJ, that they, they've been all right in the Pac-12. 
And they had Evan Mobley there last year, who could win Rookie of the Year this year with the Cavaliers. Now, obviously, with him not there, you know, it hurts, but his brother's there still. He's a good player. But, you know, with Miami, they um, they played really well on the road this year. They won at Duke. They uh, they picked up some really nice wins away from Coral Gables. It's funny, the one team they really struggled with was Virginia, so it's good they're not playing them anymore. But, you know, when you talk about that bottom bracket, assuming Auburn beats Jacksonville State, who didn't win the Atlantic Sun, that uh, it'd be interesting. I mean, I you can make an argument really for all three of those teams. I hate to, to tell you this, but the Miami-USC game is such a toss-up. I really don't have a strong opinion on it. It's just such a toss-up with those two teams. We were saying this just before you came on here on College Basketball Coast to Coast as we talk with Kevin Rogers. Love Kevin's insight from Vegas Insider. K-Rodge does a great job. But I was talking with Mark Wise. You got Kansas as the one. Auburn is the two at the bottom. You've got Wisconsin as the three. You got Providence as the four. You can make the argument in a wide-open Midwest bracket, any of those teams could be in the Elite Eight or win it. And yet any of those teams, if not all of them, could lose before the Elite Eight. I think it's the most wide open of the brackets. Do you agree, sir? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I like Kansas to get out of it. Uh, Bill Self has been to the Final Four in a few years. You know, yes, you can make an argument. Wisconsin plays two games in Milwaukee, so that's very helpful. But Colgate, they gave, who was it? Uh, Arkansas. Like, was it Arkansas, Arkansas last, last year? year? Yeah. Right. I, I got them confused with Alabama because they played Iona. Colgate gave Arkansas some problems, so they're a good team. Like I mentioned, that LSU-Iowa State game, I prefer Iowa State. I don't think those teams are going very far, whoever wins that game. But South Dakota State shoots the ball. All, you know, they, they, they fire up threes. Providence, still a good year. A lot of people talk about, you know, the luck factor with them. My issue with Iowa is, did Iowa peak in the Big Ten tournament? That's what I want to know. Richmond's playing with house money at this point. They probably weren't going to be in the tournament. They won the A-10. So they're playing with house money. Uh, so, you know, for them, they lose, they lose. San Diego State and Creighton, I just can't see the winner of that, that game going far and beating Kansas. I just don't see that. But, yeah, you can make arguments for a lot of these teams. I'm just not as high in Iowa. I feel like they, uh, you know, a couple of those wins in the Big Ten tournament, they beat teams they should have beaten. I mean, Northwestern stinks. Uh, you know, Rutgers, we saw them get uh, knocked out by Notre Dame. Rutgers had their moments this year. I, I don't, you're right. Like you can make arguments for those teams to go to the final four. And also you can make arguments for those teams to get knocked out early. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting. That contrast of styles and that game coming with South Dakota state and Providence in particular, because Providence wants to grind, wants to win the close games, make the free throws, get the big defensive stop, stop Sandy. Uh, South Dakota state wants to go up and down the floor. Uh, the Jackrabbits with some uh, outstanding shooters. We'll see. We'll see in that matchup uh, as well. Just another moment or two. I love Kevin Rogers insight. Same question that I just asked to Mark Wise. I've been asking it to others. Gonzaga is the prohibitive favorite. If it's not Gonzaga at the end of this, and maybe it is for you in your bracket, who is it if it's not them when we're all said and done in New Orleans? I actually have Texas Tech coming out of that bracket. I think that wow. they, they could knock out Gonzaga. I really believe when we looked at just history, TJ, Florida was the last team to repeat. And I heard a stat, I, I'm going to butcher this, that the last handful of champions haven't gotten past the Sweet 16 uh, the next year. Now, Gonzaga, obviously, to win the title, they lost to Baylor. But I feel like Gonzaga, because they were on the doorstep last year, they couldn't finish it off. I, I don't, you know what? And, and I'm not telling you this because you're a Memphis guy. I think Memphis can knock them out in the second round. I, I really do that. Memphis has the potential to do that. Memphis can also lose to Boise State, but I think they have right. the potential to beat Gonzaga. I think Texas Tech defensively, because they're so good, they can get out of that region. I think Arizona, I think they're the team that can end up uh, 
winning the whole thing. When you look at Arizona's region, you know, Houston, eh, the American, you know about the American, that it's, it's I all like right. Villanova in that South region with Arizona, though, too, when it's all said and done. I like Villanova in there with them in the mix. Do, do you know who I'm going to throw another team out at you who I think a lot of people are down on? And I'm, I would take them just on principle because of last year. I think Ohio State could be a team to look at because they lost to Oral Roberts as a two seed. Now they're a seven. Loyola Chicago has gotten a lot of run because they went to the Final Four and Sister Jean and all this other stuff. And they're, they're a quality team. Like, I'm not taking away from them. But I think people have kind of forgotten about Ohio State. They did lose to Nebraska in, uh, at the end of Big Ten play. You know, you can't take that away. But in like a pick spot against Loyola, everyone's kind of down on them. I think the Buckeyes could be worth the look. All right. Uh, again, this man gives great advice. He's at VI Rogers on social media, Vegas Insider. We got the Daily Insider working. What else do we have working? The Bet and Collect podcast. Promote away on what else we have working all through the weekend through Vegas Insider, all through the NCAA tournament for all of it. Go. Well, the Bet and Collect podcast right now, we're, we're on ice uh, with, with no football. So we'll come back with that in a little bit. Uh, but the Daily Insider continues at noon Eastern on our YouTube channel at Vegas Insider. And also we have a lot of best bet videos you can find on our YouTube channel as well at Vegas Insider. Uh, so far, TJ, three and one on the Tuesday and Wednesday. The only loser was uh, your Wyoming Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, went two and zero last night with uh, Wright State and with uh, Notre Dame. I, I, what, I what a great! And Rutgers. by the way, as we head to the weekend, if that Notre Dame Rutgers game is any indication about what we're about to see, my lord, how many big shots in regulation overtime and then double overtime were hit in that game? Cannot wait for this. Thirty-two games Thursday and Friday. I would love to bother you again a little later in March if you let me, Kevin Rogers. Uh, by the way, Kevin's son, Mason, born in the month of March. Of course, he's a March Madness baby. This man's all about March Madness. I, I miss being around you all the time, but keep knocking them dead at Vegas Insider, Kevin Rogers. I will. I appreciate it. I'm going to retire for the weekend and come back like Tom Brady next week. <laughs> there we go. We'll see if Brady does do well with the comeback. That's it. We've got the preview now for Thursday and Friday. Thank you for being with us. My thanks to Mark Wise and Kevin Rogers helping me out. We'll come back and recap the first two rounds. Again, find us on TuneIn on the streaming channel, College Basketball Coast to Coast in podcast form as well under College Basketball Coast to Coast. I'm TJ Reeves. Enjoy the madness.